Amen, amen. Well, that was powerful to get to worship together. Isn't it way better than in your living room? I'm sure your living room's great, but man, there's something about getting to worship with others and the people of God, um, and uh, every environment's unique, but man, I really do hold it special uh, and unique for us to get to gather here on a Sunday morning and worship the Lord. A couple of things before I jump into this uh, just kind of short teaching on water baptism uh, would be, we said this a couple of weeks ago, but again, this is a reminder if you park over here in the parking lot, just be aware of our friends over at AT&T that they are open on Sunday mornings. And so if you did park like right next to their building, um, they don't enjoy that. Uh, and so if you want to roll the dice and just believe in faith, you won't get towed, then hang on with us. If you think, hey, I might be getting towed, feel free to pop out a few minutes, just relocate your car, hustle back in, you won't miss any baptisms, all right? Um, there's that. Um, secondly, before we get into the message, um, I think that some of you are aware, maybe not all, but um, this uh, past Thursday, a real tragedy happened in our city. Um, and for us at Antioch, uh, it hits a little deeper because one of our own uh, lost his life on Thursday. Um, if you're not aware, at Kentmore Cabinets, uh, this past Thursday, uh, a employee there had walked in who wasn't on shift and uh, uh, started shooting people um, there at Kentmore. Um, and if my facts are straight, at least five people were shot there. Uh, then police uh, went on a pursuit of him. And um, as he got away and eventually has been apprehended, is now in jail. But a police officer was also shot and wounded uh, and um, is in the midst of recovering. And in the midst of a shooting like that, which if you haven't been around Brian Call Station for a while, that doesn't happen all the time. Uh, in our community, it's actually very rare that uh, shootings happen or that murders happen. Um, but uh, one of the people who had lost his life is Tim, Tim Smith. And um, him and his wife, uh, Skyla, have been attending here at Antioch and part of this community for a couple of years now. And um, tragically, he lost his life there on the scene on Thursday. Friday night, this past Friday, um, we held a prayer vigil. There's about 300 people came from around the community. About 12 different pastors from different churches, different denominations pulled together. We were there uh, just to get a chance, just to have a prayer vigil, to get to read through the word, to get to pray, to worship together in a time like this. And so I just want to pull you guys in as the church community to know that that happened in our city and it is tragic, and at the same time acknowledging we live in a fallen, broken world. And when people are broken, when people are lost, when they are hurting, they do things um, to hurt others. And sadly, this young man, for whatever his motives and reasons were, ended up taking a life, which is one of the most precious things that we have is life. So I just want to take a moment real quick before I jump into the message just to pray and just to pull us in as a family uh, to pray for Skyla. She is uh, working through this with her family, and we are coordinating with her and connecting with her. Memorial service will be held this week, but um, just, if you would, just bow your heads with me just as we pray for them. Lord Jesus, we pray right now for every, uh, uh, every person that was involved um, there, every victim, Lord. Uh, Lord, we pray right now that 
that their wounds would be healed up, whether it's through uh, medicine, surgery, or the miraculous hand of God, that everyone else would, they would be able to survive and make it. We pray for those that are, that are still in intensive care and for those that have been recovering, that you'd recover them fully, not just physically, Lord, but uh, you'd recover them emotionally, uh, spiritually, mentally, Lord. Lord, we pray for this young man that took the life of others. God, we pray that you would come upon him and that he would come face to face with Jesus. He would come face to face with the reality of his sin, knowing that there is no hope for him outside of salvation. Lord, we pray for the salvation of the Lord to come to him, even as hard as it is. But Lord, we pray that his brokenness would not continue. But yet, God, you would come and seize his heart and come upon him and let him know that you are the only one that can forgive him. And you are the only one that can truly change his life. And Lord, we pray for the Smith family and for others. Lord, we pray for the healing of God. We pray for the mercy of God. We pray for the love of God to come upon her, Lord. We know that the Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the great comforter. So Lord, we pray for the comfort of the Holy Spirit right now upon her and her family and everyone else affected. Lord, and I pray that you would comfort us in this church and others in this community that are deeply affected by this loss, by this shooting. Lord, we pray for Kentmore Cabinets. We pray for that company, Lord. We pray that you would help them work through the grieving and the trauma and the fallout from this, God. But we pray this would not be something that pulls us apart, but this would be something that would pull us together. We pray as a community. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Amen, amen. Well, this morning, um, we're going to be baptizing some people this morning. I believe we've got, uh, I think, six people getting baptized uh, this morning during this service and some others during the second service. But, you know, I just wanted to briefly kind of break down baptism for us. If you were with us a few weeks ago, um, I did a message on communion. And if you weren't here, I would strongly encourage you to go back and watch it simply because um, we were able to kind of unpack the ultimate, Old Testament to New Testament reality and why the significance of communion with the bread and the cup is, needs to go deeper than it is for most of us. Because as we go through the Christian life, as you're learning more about Jesus and reading the word, the deeper you go, then the more conviction you have, the more resolve you have, right, to stand the test of time to endure hardships, to have a clear defense, as the Bible says, be ready at any moment to be able to defend the gospel, not from a argumentative or combative way, but from a, this is what I believe and this is how my life's been changed. Just like we would encourage everyone to know how to share your own testimony, right? What has God done in your life? How did he capture your heart? How has he changed you? Because a changed life and a testimony is one of those powerful things you have in your arsenal to help people come to the Lord and to be a light and salty in this world. And so we want to go a little deeper this morning on baptism just so that we are all on the same page and that so you have a little bit of biblical uh, undergirding, so to speak, before these folks get baptized this morning. Um, and when we talk about baptism, we're not mainly talking about a religious ritual or a church tradition. We're mainly talking about Jesus Christ and his magnificent work of salvation and dying for our sins and rising for our justification. So in order to answer this question, what is baptism and why is it important to us, I first want to call out um, a couple of errors that maybe people have in view of baptism. The first one would be, 
um, to treat baptism as if the water or the act itself is what saves you. We do not believe that. Maybe others do, but our interpretation of the scriptures and our beliefs are that the water, the baptism of the water, is not what saves you. Secondly, is that the view is that it's an optional add-on to the Christian life. These would be two errors, just to be clear about, that we believe in Antioch are off in their base because biblically, as we'll go through, we believe um, that it is much more than those. So let's just take a look at a couple of baptism essentials for a moment. Um, first of all, it's a command. If you want to write that down, a command. That's the first thing you know about a baptism. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, just to cite one passage, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. This is Jesus baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So included in making disciples is baptizing them and teaching them, right? So when we say go make disciples, when we have on our wall out there, right? We want to be a people that are making disciples of Jesus who transform towns and nations, that idea is incomplete in discipleship if baptizing them and teaching them is not included in that process. Now, for many of us, people are in discipleship and you've already been baptized. You're already doing that and that's great. But I just want to be clear that when you present the gospel to someone or when a family member or a friend or someone starts following Jesus or a coworker, that as you intentionally begin to disciple them, and the word of God and how to follow Jesus, that in that conversation discussion should be the conversation around baptism and the significance of it. Number two, baptism essential. It's not just it's a command, but that um, you are immersed. Acts chapter eight, starting in verse 36. Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning with this scripture, he told him the good news about Jesus. And as they were going along the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see, here is water. What prevents me from being baptized? And he commanded the chariot to stop. And they both went down into the water, Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized them. Now, the word baptism in Greek means to dip or immerse. And most scholars agree that this is the way that the early church baptize them. Now, maybe not in a horse trough. I'm not sure they could, you know, fashion this kind of metal back then. Uh, but, I, but they may have if this was available. The fact that they both went down into the water in this passage also communicates that they were going to immerse him, not to sprinkle him. Jesus was buried in a tomb. The stone was rolled over the opening of the cave. It was sealed shut in darkness. That's why the going under buried aspect is so significant. Do you see it? Like it's significant because Jesus wasn't partially buried. He was fully buried. It was utter darkness in the cave, stone rolled. It was buried. And the idea of Jesus being buried and it being blackened and to where there is no light and you're going under in this same way with water baptism that's why it's so important. We even, we're even there, as you'll see today, to help people who sometimes can't get them all the way down. We help to get them down and get them up. And there has been some interesting baptisms here at Antioch. So just letting you know, if you were here in the front row, including the tailors, you're in the splash zone, just so you know. 
But I mean, it's important to go all the way under and to come up because it symbolizes that full immersion. Does that make sense? It would be like taking communion and you just take the bread, but not the cup. It's like your body, but not, but not the blood spilled. It's, it's both and. Is it making sense? So it matters, right? Now, where does the immersion need to take place? Or the dunking would be our modern day term. Where does it need to take place? Well, it doesn't really matter. In fact, biblically, it doesn't give us, it has to be a river with a pH balance of this. You know, it doesn't say purified water. It doesn't say, uh, listen, people are being baptized and have been all over the world in bathtubs, right? They've been baptized in rivers and stock ponds and horse troughs, right? People have been baptized in pools, right? And if you're with us in the other days at Antioch, we did baptisms at the Hilton hot tub, right? It was warm. It was people wanted to stay. They wanted to get baptized again, you know? We're like, no, man, it's just once. You don't have to do it like five times in a row. You got to get out, you know? It doesn't matter wherever someone can go. And I love how that passage just says, hey, well, let's get baptized right now. And they hop down and get into a river and they go for it. So practically for us, it's not about the water or that location. It's about the immersion. And it can be in front of a few people or in front of 500. It doesn't really matter. The third thing I want you to know about baptism essentials is that it's a symbol. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4. Do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. I want you to hear this. Baptism is not the means by which we are saved. Faith is the means by which we are united to Jesus and justified. But we show or demonstrate this faith with the act of baptism. We read it again. Baptism is not the means by which we are saved. Faith is the means by which we are united to Christ and justified. But we show or demonstrate this faith with the act of baptism. Now listen, I've done a few weddings over the years, and every wedding that I've done includes a moment where the man and the woman exchange vows, whether they've written their own or use traditional vows, and they also exchange words, or they also exchange rings when they do these vows. We'll often say words like this, with this ring, I thee wed, right? We know that. Yet we know that putting the ring on the finger is not what makes us married. Case in point, this morning I'm not wearing my wedding ring. Does that mean that I got a divorce from Ashley this morning? Does that mean that I'm not really married to her because the ring's not here? I actually took it off to do much yard work. My hands were swelling, to be quite honest, two days ago. And she's on the way to bring it to me now, but I don't have it this morning. But it's fitting they don't have it because I want you to know I'm still married, but the ring isn't what got me married. The ring is a symbol. It's the covenant, the exchange of vows to one another that makes the marriage. The ring is a symbol of that covenant. And in a way, it's the same with faith and baptism. So in Romans 6, Paul clearly is stating that the imagery of baptism is death, burial, and resurrection. Baptism 
shows what happens spiritually when you receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Your old self or your self of unbelief and rebellion died, and now you are new and forgiven, coming up out of the water, redeemed as we emerge. That's what we say from death to life, right? The idea is that you are literally saying, hey, I am done with that. I have already said it. I've already prayed it. I've already started down that road. But I just want to make sure everybody's aware that I am married or that I am dead to my sin and alive to Christ. Is it making sense? The fourth thing I want you to know about these baptism essentials is faith and power. Galatians 3, 26, 27. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. So lastly, baptism is an expression of faith only for believers. The pattern we see over and over in the book of Acts is that repentance and faith in Jesus led to baptism. Now track with me for a moment. In the Old Testament, men were circumcised to signify a membership in the Old Covenant and the old covenant people of God. In the New Testament, men and women were baptized to signify membership in the new covenant with people of God. So circumcision in the old covenant is what we would call an outward expression, okay? But in the New Testament, the inward expression is faith in Jesus Christ. The outward expression is water baptism. Therefore, there is power, (laughs) coming when someone comes out of that water. When they emerge of that water, they are changed. You are new. The old is gone. It's gone. And you're declaring that the old guy, that old guy, he's gone. The new guy is here. When you were baptized into Christ, you put on Christ. Therefore, Jesus Christ is the power, not you. He is the power. And every knee will bow at the name of Jesus. Every spirit will flee at the name of Jesus. People are healed of sickness in the name of Jesus. People are saved from eternal separation from God the Father because of Jesus. So when you are baptized, you are putting on the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. That is the symbolism. That is what we encourage you to have faith for when you step into that. And I'm telling you, church, right before we do these baptisms, I have interacted with many people over the last 11 years at this church and could tell you many stories of people that would say, I was following Jesus and I was committed to him. But man, when I got baptized, something shifted. All of a sudden, that sin addiction that I was kind of trying to overcome, it became non-existent. Literally, I've heard of people say, when I was baptized, it's like the power sin had over me, it just like diminished. And my eyes were opened and I saw clearer. And I'm telling you, it is, it is an act of faith and obedience when you get water baptized and God is faithful to come upon that with power. Do you understand me? It's just like when he says, God's opposed to the proud but gives grace to the humble. If you're proud, you're asking for it, right? But if you're humble, you're gonna get the good stuff. So when we obey God, it is always for our good and benefit. Therefore, when someone is baptized today, what we're going to do in just a moment, they're going to be baptized. And when they come up out of that water, 
You are allowed to yell, to scream, to clap, to shout. Because I want them to know that we see this. I want the dark powers to know that we are celebrating someone's resurrected life. And I want people at AT&T to hear us that we're celebrating baptisms today. Does that make any sense? So listen, I know I love AM scoring touchdowns. Touchdowns are not eternal. They're momentary, because then we lose the next game, right? Water baptism, you're not losing. This is eternal, and it's, it's a done deal. And now, and now when you're baptized, you walk around like this. It's like, bring it on. Right? It's like, it's, you're not like this. Oh, I'm following Jesus. He's really powerful. He loves me. What? No. You walk tall like Jesus Christ has lit. I've been crucified with Christ. Now I'm empowered with the Holy Spirit. I'm walking with Christ. And now let's go to work. Do you understand me? All right. So here we go. We're going to do some baptisms. So band, come on up here, I think. Uh, if you're getting baptized, line up over here if you would. Mr. Billy Gifford's going to help assist you over here in the tub. And um, here's how we're going to do it. We like to have music going, just creates a great vibe during the baptisms, okay? I know there wasn't. Now, hey, there could have been angels singing when Jesus went down in the river. I don't know. It's not recorded. But we're going to enhance it with some music. And uh, how we're going to do it here is folks are going to come up. Someone's going to help baptize them. Someone's going to help pray over them. And the way that we do this, just also so you know biblically, we do not see that it says you have to be a pastor at a church or have to be a priest or a certain age or a certain type of person to baptize. What we do know is that you have to have been baptized and being a follower of Jesus yourself if you're going to baptize. So the people baptizing are people who are friends, people are family, people have been discipling them, part of their life, and they're going to be part of this moment because they're the people walking it through with them. Does it make sense? All right, so again, a couple of things. Once they are baptized, if you know them or are close to them, you're welcome to make your way up here and to lay hands on them as we pray for them briefly and then head back to your seats. A couple of things, you've not been here before. It does get slippery, so don't be the guy that wipes out. That's on you, you already know. So don't run up here, speed walk, okay? Um, Secondly, when they're done, they're going to head over to our welcome room. We've got a team of people just going to be praying over them uh, just for a few minutes, and they'll come back in the service and be part of what we're doing. Sound good? Who's ready for baptisms? All right. Come on up. Whoever's first, come on down. hesitant to even come up here because I was scared and wondering were people going to judge me or people going to start treating me different after they found out what I've been through but God has really changed my life so here it goes before Christ my life was a mess I grew up in a broken home and 
Then after I graduated high school, I got forced into sex trafficking, something I never thought I would um, ever have to go through. Um, from there, my life went downhill. I learned more about Christ in March 2021 when I went to this church retreat called the Jesus Gathering with my friend Jenny and a few other ladies. It was so amazing how so many people from all over the world came together to praise God. I never seen anything like that, but what really touched my heart is when random people came up to me telling me stuff about my life and I have never seen them or talked to them before the Jesus Gathering. Um, what the enemy meant for evil, God would turn to good. And I know God will use my story to minister to reach many women who have been through what I've been through. Um, God has changed my life and he has really opened my eyes and helped me realize that there are actual people out here who really do care about me and want to see me prosper and not just want to hurt me physically, mentally, or whatever else. Um, he has taught me how to open my heart and be vulnerable and let people love me the right way and bless me with things I never thought I would have. accepted Jesus Christ into your heart as your Lord and Savior of your life? Yes. Are you committed to following him all the days of your life? Yes. I baptize you in the Father and the Son and the powerful Holy Spirit. Yes, God. We thank you, Lord, for newness of life. We pray over Shavante, God, that she will walk with her head up high, that she is an heir and a child of God, that she no longer has to worry about the old because she can walk into the new. I ask for the Holy Spirit just to touch her and to walk with her and to love on her and to comfort her and that she would rejoice as we rejoice and the angels rejoice of new life. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Man, that's just one. There's more to go. All right. Hi, I'm Madison Nightingale. Oh, okay. So before I found Jesus, I was lost. I was quick to anger, and I never really fully felt fulfilled with the places that I was at in my life. I was always wondering what the purpose of certain situations were and what was coming next and why I would go through the things that I was going through. I was walking with a worldly purpose of seeking self-fulfillment and pleasing others instead of seeking the glorification of God. In my junior year of high school, I became aware of my sister-in-law's dedication to Christ and being raised in a household that only went to church on Christmas and Easter, it definitely raised my interest. 
From there, I began going to church weekly, but I never truly understood the aspect of a relationship with God until the spring of 2020 when I got into communication online with Garrett, my now closest friend here in Texas. He helped me to see the gospel in a new light as the reason we're given life and not just a story given to us to observe. Discovering this relationship with God made me strive to have the light of Christ that I was seeing in my friend, and it encouraged me to live a life that I would be proud to stand before God and talk about. Being filled with the Holy Spirit has provided me a life that doesn't require me to always know what the purpose in a situation is at the moment or what is to come next, but to know that ultimately everything is working for God's will. Now that I'm living a life in Christ, I'm surrounded by community unlike never before, and I'm able to turn to God in the good and the bad times and to give praise to Him for what He puts me through. I know now more than ever that God uses our joys and our struggles to bring us closer to Him, and I'm so grateful for the way that He continues to show that to me every single day. Before knowing Christ, I never truly felt like I'd found the place that I belong, but now I know that I belong with God and that I'm endlessly loved by Him and have an eternal home in His kingdom. I want to get baptized to represent the washing away of my old life and the clean new life that I have by walking with God. The first breath that I take coming out of the water is the first breath of a new life with Christ. you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you promise to follow him for the rest of your days? Yes. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we give you praise. We give you thanks. We are so in awe at the heart change that you can do in the life that you give and how much you seek after us and you desire our hearts and you want to make us new and you want a relationship with us and we we, we praise you for that transformation. We praise you for what you've done in Maddie's life. We praise her all the rest of her days as she continues to walk with you. Lord, just move in her. Create her a life that is so honoring and pleasing to you and a life that is so on fire and active for you and praising you. Lord, we just pray these things in your son's precious holy name. Amen. Amen, amen. All right. Oh, this is going to be good. This is Lily. Lily's eight years old and um, was our first daughter. And um, we are so proud to be with her today. Ooh, your heart's pumping, babe. <laughs> Lily is a... <laughs> Lily is a beautiful woman of God who um, has just seen him in his kindness and in his rightness and longs to give him glory all the days of her life. So that's why we're here today. Lily? I wanted to get baptized because I wanted to be a follower of Jesus for my whole life. I wanted to lead people into his castle of love. Jesus dying on the cross means I get to be free and follow him and know him. He has helped me to have patience and self-control to my family and has helped me have less anger. He has helped my thoughts and made them about him. I learned to know Jesus by church and my family and reading the Bible. I'm excited to get baptized.
Have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you commit to follow him for the rest of your life? Yes. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, I thank you for Lit. I thank you for the gift that you've given her by dying on the cross and raising to life. I thank you that you have anointed her with your joy and your peace. I thank you that you have given her breakthrough, Lord, in her mind. I thank you that she will follow you all the days of her life and that there's a leadership gifting. She will lead others to know you. And I just ask even today there would just be a new level of joy she would experience in your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Woo! Man, these are good. Come on up, y'all. Hi, my name is Noah Given. And this is my testimony. So, so last year, my dad told us that he had been cheating on my mom for 10 years. It felt like a dream. It like didn't seem real. He walked out after my birthday in June, and I haven't seen him since. I've struggled with depression all throughout high school. At one point, I wished my life to end. My first semester here at Tammy made my depression in high school seem like nothing. I got drunk every night and smoked weed most nights too, just wishing my life would, would end. I was in hell. I gained 50 pounds in my first semester when I went home for, for the break. Uh, my mom was a total different person. She was stronger than ever, and she got all that strength from the Lord. And it was just crazy to see my mom go from crying most all day to being stronger than she's ever been in her entire life. And seeing that, I just wanted to change, and I needed to. Uh, so I signed up for a, a half Ironman that has pushed me to better myself physically. And I've already lost 35 pounds since the winter break. Praise God. <laughs> and I've been diving into devos and diving into the word. And uh, two weeks ago, I decided I want to commit myself in front of y'all to, to be a warrior for the Lord. I want to, I just want to be sure that I do everything in my power to further God's kingdom when I get to those gates. Temptation will not cease, and I know that's true, but I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for, our, for us as sinners to have the chance to grow closer to the Lord. He's the only reason that we will be able to talk to the Lord right now. And I believe that Jesus rose again three days later and is at the right hand of God ruling over us. I love my Lord God and praise God. accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you commit to follow him all the days of your life? Yes. That I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
just thank you. Thank you for pursuing Noah. Just thank you so much. Make him a great warrior for you, Lord. I just thank you for this holy war, Lord. You're just a wonderful, amazing God. Which has let him be bold and just represent you, Lord. It is in your mighty Jesus. Amen. All right. Can you hand her two more? Hi, um, my name is Jocelyn. Oh, Lord. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, most of y'all know me by joy, but... Okay, here we go. Um, my life before I came to Jesus was filled with insecurity, and I did not truly know my purpose in life. I was filled with shame because of the decisions I made, decisions that hurt others and hurt myself. I was stuck in the constant cycle of sinning and not repenting and repeating that same cycle again and again. I knew of God growing up because my parents introduced me to Him, but I never really understood his role in my life. I went to Mass every Sunday, but it felt more like a responsibility than something I genuinely longed for. To be honest, I did not even know what having a relationship with God meant. I was lukewarm. I had heard of loving God and had been taught to do so, but I seemed to hear it one minute and forget about it with my actions the next. As I was growing up, I experienced traumas that caused me to resent not only my dad, but also God. I didn't know I had to go through those things. I often thought that God didn't exist and he didn't hear my prayers. And I never thought I could overcome those feelings of anger and bitterness. In the moment, I was just so blinded by my feelings that I didn't even stop, that I didn't even stop to think about the things God was working inside of me. So all of this was um, as all of this was going on, I let society's expectations define me, and I tried to find my identity in that. I became so obsessed with school itself. I idolized having perfect grades. I idolized my culture, my relationships, even friendships. I was just so insecure about the way I looked, always worrying more about what others thought of me than what God knew of me. All of this led me to an era in my life where I got overwhelmed with anxiety, um, little by little, I let myself go. I gave into the world, and I came into college with the idea that I was fully going to explore the things of this world without caring about anyone but myself. But God had other plans for me, and I truly believe God had a purpose for me to come to this school and to meet the people I met at the exact moment I met them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> One of them is a person who's standing right here with me, and... She planted that seed in me and has helped me grow so much in my walk with God. I thank God that he introduced me to her, but I know none of this would have happened without him overlooking this path he had for me. God was molding me every time I got invited to church, every time I said no, every time I heard people talking about how God had worked in their lives in the smallest of things, he was working. One day I remember being in my dorm in the middle of the night just feeling so overwhelmed by the expectations I had set for myself, and I completely surrendered them to God. I was so tired of trying to please those around me and trying to find myself in what other people thought of me. And I just felt God's presence so clearly embracing me and telling me to trust Him. So I have. I decided then and there that I was done living for the world. 
I was done with my selfish behavior. I was done trying to find satisfaction with anything other than God. I was done with the resentment. God has revealed so much to me and God revealed the beauty of forgiveness and showed me what true love meant because he demonstrated that when he died on the cross for me. I learned to forgive my dad and to let go of that bitterness. And I can truly say that I know the things I have done and the things I've been through no longer define me. I thank God every day that he provided me with friends and community who have helped me walk closer to God and to truly have faith in him. Now I, can o now I know I can only find identity with the one who died for me. The least I could do is surrender my life to the one who already gave it up for me. Jocelyn, have you, have you accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Yes. Do you commit to following him for the rest of your days? Yes. Then I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right, we got one more, I think. You ready, bud? Yeah. Hey, I'm Wes, my wife Stacy. This is Derek, our second son. Here you go, Derek. Hi. A couple of years ago, my mom was telling me about a miracle in a dream she had about a guy in jail in China. My mom woke up remembering details from, a, from the weird dream and then realized her friend had texted her to ask for prayers about a situation with someone in China who needed help. My mom's dream was an answer to her friend's prayers. To make a long story short, my mom and her friends helped rescue an American guy out of a Chinese prison and bring them safely back to Texas. Before this, I had thought that miracles were just stories in the Bible, but when I heard this, I was changed. I knew that God is real. Anytime I doubted it, I thought of this story. I want to get baptized to symbolize how I've come out of a life of sin and have been born again. Derek, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Yes. yes. <laughs> and do you believe that it's only through his sacrifice and death and his resurrection into new life that you are saved? Yes. 
I love you, Derek. <laughs> and I'm proud of you. And uh, it's with this confession that I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for the power of the resurrection of Jesus. Thank you, God, for the power of the cross. Thank you, God, for the power that is now inside of Derek. God, thank you that it is the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, the testimony of Jesus, that it's testimony that is bringing about this new life today, and that it is the testimonies from today that new life is happening all around us. God, thank you for your faithfulness. In Jesus' name. All right. We're going to stand and worship just to celebrate what God has done and new life, resurrection power for these guys. Just pray with me as we jump into worship. Lord, we thank you right now. We declare that these sons and daughters of the kingdom are righteous. They've been forgiven. They've been cleansed. And Lord, as they've been baptized, they're saying, God, we are all in. We are fully in. We are ready to walk out of life and resurrection power. We bless them. We pray their days ahead would be filled with joy and life and encouragement and a greater depth than they've ever known in their relationship with you, Lord. We pray these things in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Let's worship together.